<laughs> Welcome to Corrective Culture Podcast with Callan Krauss, Jake Stone and Jordan Potts today. How you going, brother? Huge round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, boys, stoked to be here. Yes, yeah, about been time. A, been a long time coming. Yeah, I kind of thought the other day, I'm like, why hasn't Jordan been on the podcast yet? Because <laughs> like, right like, now, baby. We hang yeah, out every day. Right now. Yeah. Right. Time is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is our, what, 13th? Is that right? Yeah. You're the 13th one. I think so. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I yeah know. ours are pretty far apart, but it's quality, not quantity. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the way we're feeling. Well, about we're it trying to do life like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we know Jordan from. Um, it, was, it was sort of crazy, really, how um, like Jordan's part of the reason why why Corrective grew so quickly, really, because we 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 got a space and they offered us a space, and it all worked out. It was, it was amazing how these days when we when I try and tell my clients like how the universe just gives you whatever you want you just got to know what you want you know what i mean and how we were in the garage right now that we're in actually the garage right now that's where we were working out of and we were pretty comfortable doing that but uh and then you guys saw us and was like oh well we got this huge space at the front of exalto and here you go and it's worked out absolutely perfect for us because everyone's on the same level and we're in it we're working around a, a community of people that again are on the same level and that was your sort of goal wasn't it wasn't just to get randoms in there mm, mate as soon as i came across you boys i, I can't remember oh you came and trained came yeah and that's trained right yeah 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 we did and I, yeah was I just, there as well was it yeah just uh, i think there was a bit of a crew there was probably like three or four of you guys yeah, yeah. and you guys just came in for a sesh because i'd been talking to you on instagram yeah like, well we got to train yep. soon yep and he's came down and we had that chat after it yeah that's right <laughs> and we and went gave us liver yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some raw liver. Yeah, yeah. And we went. We had a pretty deep chat straight after. And as soon as we finished that chat, I just remember thinking, "These boys have got to be a part of the hub." Yeah. yeah. And so I, I went. I went to Nicola, and she's like, "Oh, did you catch up with Jake today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Jake and Cal came in, and we trained. I'm like, "They're going to work at Exalto." And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "I haven't asked them yet, but they're going to work at Exalto." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're going to give them the space out the front." She's like. Have you asked them? I was like, no, but I know they're going to work there. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just was immediately drawn to your energy and your wavelength and everything. And I'm like, yep, these boys are, these are the next addition to the hub. Yeah, man. Well, imagine like you are who you hang out with and you are who you work with because you're there fucking all day long. You know what I mean? So imagine like, yeah, just getting someone that wasn't on the level and then you got to see that that person every day, right? It's 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 been actually absolutely perfect mm. like the exact space we needed the size we needed just a nice little calm room and it, and it's it's built our business to to you know great heights lately you know what i mean definitely big enough to um you know start pushing our online stuff and that that's exactly what we needed we just needed this uh, a place to hone our craft mm. and i feel a lot of people with their their craft or the magic they, they do the home garage thing mm. and i think it's almost about once you step out so once you actually take that leap of faith to step into a proper facility, it's like that's when it gets really serious. And I know, I know there's a lot of people out there who make a killing from a home gym because you're, you're not paying, you know, the overheads and whatever, but it's like it becomes official. Yeah. It's like as soon as you step into it and that next challenge, that next level, it's like... Yeah, it's professional let's too. Let's go, yeah. baby. Yeah, and people love coming to a place as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I think someone once says like, oh, when they came to the garage once, it felt a little unprofessional and i was like that's so that's so right like you know it, i don't really want to be going to someone's garage and expecting the the best possible coaching but you you jumped into i remember on that day one you told me 
which I was like, fuck, that's ballsy. When you were like, they offered you this this space with like, you know, it's like 80 something grand overheads and you you guys had the space at the front that we had, eh? So how did, mm. how did that actually start? Yeah. And how it did was, you start with more so this part and then we'll go back okay. earlier? Just, just for this. Yeah, just yeah. for like you okay. taking so, the leap in that, into that huge debt, like debt. Oh basically. man, it was, it was wild. So I, w- I originally was training at a core strength fitness in Ruchidor and I was training clients just as a PT. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I knew that I was going to launch my own gym. And I, I told Brendan early, like I gave him months notice, like, hey brother, I'm going to be finishing up in a few months and I'm actually going to be creating my own brand. And he's like, yep, cool. As long as you're like more than so many Ks away and you're not going to steal clients. It, like I'm thankful for you respecting me. I was like, yeah, sweet. And my clients at the time, some young kids that I was training, their parents owned, they owned the building that we're oh, in now. Yeah, yeah. And he was an interior designer, had his, his business in there. And he basically said, oh, like for you to train the kids, I'll give you that space out the front so I don't pay you anymore. You mm-hmm. just train the kids mm-hmm. and then you can create your own little business. So it was such a leg up. And I was like, oh, here we go. Here's, the, here's that opportunity that I want. It was yeah. like the universe had like put throwing pebbles. And so I'm like, all right, let's get started. Anyway, so I started on like free rent basically because yeah. I was just training these kids. And then like I'm every morning I'm getting to work <laughs> and I'm going out the back and laying on the concrete floor next to the truck and like the, the steel sheets and everything for like their building, their building um, materials. And I'm laying on my back doing Wim Hof, just like visualizing everything, visualizing the turf up the side, visualizing the rig, visualizing the mine flex wall. I could, I was vividly, I see it all, the, the big brand on the back. And I did that, I reckon six months straight. Every time I went to work, I just would get there half an hour only I'd do 10 minutes of Wim Hof and I'd meditate just visualizing on the space. Do you mean visualizing like the outside area or the little room? No, 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 the big gym. The whole, the whole area. Yeah, yeah the yeah, big yeah. gym. Yeah. And so I, w- I was in the little room yeah. and then out the back they just had like trucks and steel framing and stuff because they do like big jobs and like coals and woolies and that. Yeah. And so I'm laying out there just visualizing this being a gym. Like yeah. vis- I'm like, this is the next level for me. And in my mind, I was saying three years. I'm like, yep, three years in this little gym. I'm going to build my member base, build a reputation. Then I'll step up into this 400 square meter, like 10 months down the track. Mm-hmm. And I just like, hey, um, do you want the whole space? We're, we're moving shop. And so you've either got to find your own space or you can take over lease. Wow. And I was like, whoa. And Nick and I basically, you know, we weren't paying rent at the time. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we went to each other, like, all right, we're going to take over the whole overheads. 400 square meter facility mm. and we've currently got 50 clients and f- fuck we're shitting ourselves yeah, man. Can yeah, I yeah that yeah, leap fuck, yeah. bro, oh, that's man. fucking scary for yeah. everyone and we also so we also went out and asked someone who who had helped me get started in the little gym i'm so grateful he gave me a, a little personal loan to get started because i had shitty credit rating and whatever and so he's like i'll give you i'll give you the cash as long as you pay it back six months i was like yep cool done deal and then we went to him and we're like all right we proposed him 100 grand to get the 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 big gym set up and (laughs) like literally the day before we ordered the material he's like no i'm not in and and then i remember sitting in the car with nicola just think and she was bawling her eyes out she's like how the how the fuck are we gonna start the gym that was our that was all of our money to start this gym and we gotta Mm -hmm. we've gotta get in there like we started paying rent like the month later or whatever yeah and we're like, whoa. Anyway, so we just made it happen, scrapped up, and then got like the bare minimum. Nicola's parents helped us out a bit, which is, in, which is in, incredible. They've, they've been so supportive. 
And yeah, we just started with the bare minimum and we've just built from there. And three years, literally three years <laughs> to the day. Yesterday. Wow. I moved in on my birthday three years ago. <laughs> sick. Man, what, that's, that's such, such a leap. And it's cool how you, you like pass it on, like how you, how you do anything is how you do everything. So that, that guy obviously gave you the trust and said, you know, he's rent free for whatever period. And then that's the same opportunity you gave us like oh you know either here's six months half price rent or three Mm. months free but if we probably if you probably didn't say that we probably wouldn't even be there because it's like i would have had that fear like a fuck up i don't have money right now Mm. you know what i mean but that little opportunity just open it up and then it's like it's it's how you treat anyone Mm. you know what i mean and and it gives you opportunity so it, it really like for me that i take away like you know it could be anyone you speak to you know, it being nice even, you know what I mean, can give you opportunity. Fucking, you don't even know. You don't even know. That could be the person's fucking, you know, that person's dad could be your next possible investor or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's that's everything. And you never that, know where it would come from. Yeah, exactly. And that's, why, and that's why just turning up your best as much as you can is so important. And we're all going to make mistakes, but the more self-awareness you build, the more you open yourself up to opportunity. Because if you're just a dick all the time, mm. imagine how many doors you're closing. Like that person that meet you wanted to help you but you're a dick and they're like oh fuck i don't want to be amongst that Mm. so the more you open yourself up to being of service and being kind and generous and grateful and and treating the people around you with great energy yeah the more they're attracted to you because they want to be a part of your energy and they want to contribute and help you never never know who wants to help you yeah paul actually that's paul talks about um he goes when you love yourself so much then people around you want to get in on that little party between you and yourself you could whatever you and yourself means but when you love yourself so much people feel safe around you because it's you're a safe person you love yourself it's you're predictable to be around which goes back to those survival right predictable Mm -hmm. to be around and then you feel safe so people want to be around you and and almost give you opportunity and these days it's it's almost we've said it before it's almost taking the piss like i I, I, I learned something and then the next day I, uh, someone comes in with that problem. And I'm like, fuck, if I didn't learn that yesterday, I wouldn't be able to help this person. And now the universe is just like, oh, yeah, we need this, have this. Like the other day, we, need, we needed a website. A website designer walks up to us at Belmondo's and was like, oh, I, I like you guys. I want to work on your website. And it's just like, that's, it's fucking incredible. Mm, it's absolutely yep. incredible. And you're opening yourself up to it. People say, like they, they get all woo-woo and, oh, that shit's bullshit when you speak at manifestation or law of attraction and that. But literally your vibration, and, and you can put it in layman's terms, you know, your vibe attracts you know, good vibes. Mm. If you say good vibes, people are like, yeah, I want good vibes. Mm. That just means good vibrations. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. your tribe attracts your vibe, your vibe attracts your tribe. So your vibe will attract people that want to be a part of it and create a tribe, mm-hmm. and your tribe will then create the same vibe. Yeah. So you've just got to be aware of whatever energetic vibration. And if you're an angry person, you're going to attract more anger. Yeah, right. If you're going to, if you're an, frustrated or sad person you're going to attract more sadness you know your brain is literally going to look for more sadness in the world because it's seeking it it's it's on the same it's like a radio yeah when you tune into a radio if you tune into you know triple j you get the triple j vibes if you tune tune <laughs> into hot 91 you get hot 91 vibes if you tune into passion you get passion vibes like that's the vibrations that are running through our bodies and people aren't aware of it so if it's like if you're not receiving what you want you need to get on a different vibration yeah, for and hang out with different people, hey, because mm. you see groups of people are always on the same, same way of thinking and everything. Okay, yep. it's like yeah. fuck. It's funny, like how do you, how do you change your vibration? You know, like for you, you're a very upbeat person, very like vibrational. You know, happy. 
you know, but what do you say to someone who's struggling and, and doesn't have that vibration and they can't, they can't fake it, you know, what do you, what do you say to someone like that, that, you know, just, just pull your finger out, come train or, you know, like it just takes one little step, like one coming into Exalto doing one session and then it kind of snowballs, but like someone in a dark area, I don't know, you've been in a dark area. What do you do? <laughs> mm. It's it's not an easy question. This one, yeah. It's, it's and and the answer is so complex because every every case is so different. Yeah. But where I'm at in my life, I think presence and space is the yeah. ultimate leverage. So for someone who feels stuck, they're either they're probably future or past based so they're either anxious or they're depressed and they're not actually in the present moment and so with all the work i do with everyone is my goal is to teach people how to become present in as many moments as they can throughout the day yeah really encourage them to be more present because even being more present with emotions emotions that don't serve you allows you to process them but if you just suppress them or skip them or you know don't pay attention neglect them they're going to grow like if you're angry and you just push it down, it's going to come back double, f- yeah. through, you know, five times worse <coughs> and when something triggers you. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, I think people, we're so busy, we're so distracted, we are so consumed and over-consumed with just fucking bullshit. We're so caught up in our heads. Yeah. So we need to first give ourselves the space and the time to slow down. And so that might be, yep. for someone, prioritizing going for a walk a f- 10 minute walk every day for a month. Don't even sign up to a gym. Don't even mm. <laughs> yeah, just go for a walk in nat- nature without your phone. Cause that's in nature. If you go, if you go for a 10 minute bush walk, you'll get present. Mm. You'll start, it'll take a couple of minutes to drop in, but eventually you'll start like looking up and go, Oh, it's actually pretty nice out here. I could yeah. do more of this. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you know? And and give yourself the, the presence first. And then from the presence you can process and then now you've got space to start getting clear on what you actually want. I feel when I was so depressed and anxious and angry and all that shit, I never gave myself the time. Yeah. I never gave myself time. And if I gave myself time, I felt guilty or I would fill it with a void with something that wasn't going to serve me. To yeah. just suppress it and not think about it? Like not think about the thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of it was distraction for me. So yeah. I would use drugs, alcohol, porn, fucking chasing just sleeping with lots of chicks just trying to call of duty <laughs> yeah i wasn't I, w- that, I was call of duty in high school oh yeah but i didn't i didn't game when i was like i mean that's wrong because i did game i might have games like once a week or something yeah, but yeah. for me it was more get around other people so because i'm an extrovert so when i'm around other people i feel better so yeah. i was like dishing it out on the people I was like always trying to pick up an, a new girl for you know just a one-night stand or you know, go out on the piss and just get flogged. Like it was just, it was just shit. Yeah. It, was, it was shit. I was just consuming my time trying to distract myself from my mind, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually give myself the time or the space to process what I was feeling. And so for someone who's feeling really down and out and feeling lost, I think you first of all get really clear on what in your day is consuming your time. Because we're so caught up. Like all you have to do is look on your phone. How many hours do you spend on your phone? Mm-hmm. Because that the phone is, it's a powerful tool, but with power comes responsibility. And yeah, if a tool, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a tool. Yeah. Not and a, so with not the, something to consume, yeah. A hammer can either build a house or break 
sheet of glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a tool. So yeah. you're either using your phone for good and you, you know, I know I get caught in rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. Like Nick calls me all the time. I sit on the shitter and she's <laughs> like, you still pooing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I'm scrolling. No, I'm just brushing my teeth. Yeah, yeah. No power tools. <laughs> so, yeah, I got, I got, you know, I get stuck in those too, but I'm very well aware of my time on my phone these days. And I yeah. feel like a lot of us are putting time out and not putting a lot of time in. And that comes back to the working in stuff that you guys are so heavily influencing people with is you need to allow yourself time for you and time in. Yeah. Even before you do any of the training or this and that, rah, rah, like the mind just needs space when it's so congested, mm. you can't actually process or, or shift through anything. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, whatever, whatever, you know, we've all got our thing. Is it bushwalk? Is it time in the ocean? Is it, you know, hiking, run? Like whatever it is, something where you get that sense of, ah, that yeah. release. Yeah. yeah. So Even sleep, hey, like sleep. Mm. I remember Paul talks about like, We'll do first do the things you want to start getting your shit right. First do the things that are like free. You know, that isn't that mental thing. I can't eat organic food because it costs me three dollars extra on the carrots, you know. But like um he's like you can if someone's eating uh, getting five hours sleep a night, then that's the first thing they gotta do is get eight hours because I know how I wake up if I get five hours and how my whole mind is 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 feeling. It feels it, I just don't have energy. You run at like three out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. If I get seven hours out of mm. out of instead of eight, I'm running fucking four out of ten. Mm. Like, it's and it's so most people aren't even noticing that shit. But I, I realize I'm just not as quick. I don't want to be at places as much. Like, I don't want to go to work. You know, mm. things like that. Um, when I love my job, but if I'm tired, I, I just I don't. Yeah, and that's your that's your nervous system saying you need to fill your tank up. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a, a weekly practice now on my Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And, and how that present, I guess that's why Exalto is so heavily involved in the ice bath scene. Mm. Sort of one of the, like really the local pioneers at that, you know, at the, now it's huge, but, um, but nothing is more present. It not like for the people that never get present, there's nothing more present than a fucking ice bath. Cause you're in there and you're not thinking about nothing but your sensations and the cold. And I'm like, fuck, I'm cold. <laughs> you know? And then you got to beat that. And it's cool that we're getting the sauna soon because the same thing happens in the sauna, man. Yeah, you, you, takes a bit longer. Yeah, it takes a bit longer. <laughs> but, but you, you definitely get, get to that space. <laughs> it like, like gradually creeps up, and you're like, "Holy yeah. shit, yeah. I've got to get back to myself right now because yeah. my mind's doing wicked things." What did you say in the sauna the other day, Jake? When it started getting really hot, you were like, um, oh, "You're not your body, you're not even your mind." Yeah, that's <laughs> what you said. That's right. I remember Casey started laughing because it was like getting fucking hot. We're all sort of quiet, thinking like we're all cash but we're all silently struggling and then jake's like what'd you say and you're not your body you're not yeah, your yeah you're not your body you're not even your mind yeah and just like to get himself through it and then casey just started laughing but i was like that's spot on hey yeah i should recite that when i'm in the ice bath <laughs> yeah it's hard because the ego hates it eh? the ego's like this is hard the body heart is hard but we know we could sit in there for another half an hour yeah uh, just our mind and i'm a sucker for it with the ice bath man which is something i want to overcome I struggle so hard in that I can get it, can't get my hands and my feet in, but I can get my rest of my body in fine, and I'm not in heaps of pain. But my feet and my hands are just like a brain freeze. Mm. Yeah, and I did a bit of research on it, and Wim Hof was talking about how you can just dip your hands in for ten seconds, and just keep, pull them out, pull them in, pull them out, and do that for like a few weeks, and it'll, it'll pass. Have you had people like that? Because you've obviously oh put, man, what yeah, if, what's I, the crazy I, shit you've seen with the ice bath? Oh. 
Someone died. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. Like, this guy just ejaculated as soon as he got in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an eruption. Yeah. yeah um, craziest thing, probably like fits. Not mm-hmm. not a full epileptic fit, but people like convulsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just energy. And they like full start shaking and the bath, all the water's going. I've had two people do that. Yeah. And the first one I was like fully scared. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, oh, I was like, bro, just slow down. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And it was like shaking around. Mm. And then the second one, it was it was a female and she was like close to her bleed, like she was close to her period. Mm. And yeah, I was like, mm, that's probably not good for you to do this close. Like, and that mm. was it was good that I had the conversation with her. I was like, Yes, you probably need to be more aware of where you are in your cycle before you do this stuff because your nervous right. system needs to be aware of it. But I mean, apart from that, just just funny stuff, like people's reactions. Mm. Like just the facials. Actually okay, the funniest thing. The funniest thing I've had happen was we did, we put the Grommies in there. We put the kids in there <laughs> and we put this 10 year old in and he's a real expressive kid <laughs> and his mate sitting across from him. So calm, cool and collected, just owning it. It was like full meditating, breathing. And then he's sitting on going, <gasps> my, no, no, my head's going to pop. My head's going <laughs> to pop. And he's like looking at me in the eye. Like he, believe that his head was going to explode <laughs> and he's like looking at me with his terror and i'm like bro no and i'm like just chill just breathe and he's <laughs> so expressive and then finally we got him like deep breathing he comes comes down <laughs> oh man my head was gonna pop <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no 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 it's just stress bro it's all good mm. and so yeah that's probably thinking about it, that's the funniest thing because he was I've got a video of it. It is classic. It is oh, so I'd funny. love to see Has that. Has anyone like cried or had emotional releases? Yeah, heaps, heaps. Like nearly every session there's someone. I've had heaps of sessions where I'm, I'm like, feel, you know, maybe I've had stuff going on that I'm not addressing and I get in the bath and then boom, just cracks me and I start like crying. I'm sitting in the bath and I'm so comfortable in there now. Mm. But yeah, tears just coming out my eyes and sometimes I've had to yell, like just like get angry. I'm like, ah, <laughs> just like tiger and uh yeah i mean it's it's an emotional process because we we've been taught in our modern world to not express our emotions yeah because because it first of all we think it scares other people or it's you know making them feel uncomfortable so we aren't allowing ourselves to process the emotions that we need to in fear that it might make someone else uncomfortable yeah and that in turn is creating a lot of damage in the world Whereas if we became more comfortable with ourselves and understand that we need to process, as soon as we understand ourselves, we can then hold space and understand other people better. And I've, I've held space for people, you know, having crazy, crazy releases of, I don't mean, energy or emotions, trauma. And I feel comfortable in myself now being a, a, a sage or a guide for those people to release that stuff because mm-hmm. I've done the work with my mentors and, and sessions with me and I know how vig- invigorating, invigorating it is and essential it is for your mental health. Yeah. And it's just beautiful to experience the, the feeling of like how light you feel and how, how like p- you actually feel pure. You just feel like exactly what you need to feel after those sessions. Yeah. Cause I see, I haven't gone and I want to, I feel like that's a, that's a part that I'm lacking. Like I, I, I want to go, further into that because i've heard stories from jake's experience with with his traineeship with jan just some crazy stories and how how you had an emotional release that time 
too, Jake. That that I've told so many people that story. It blew <laughs> it blew my mind. And then and when I tell people, like, fuck, I can completely relate to that. What with, one what with um your rib cage? That we remember how you cried? Yeah, with your rib cage. Yeah, there's so a couple. There's a couple with Jan, but there was yeah the rib cage one where I was just shaking and and she was like, oh, we'll leave it there today because I was, she oh, was yeah because I was about to have a full panicky. But I had it the other day with uh, Matt um, Sorensen as well when he was working on my. He said I didn't have a block in my heart chakra, I had a block in my throat. Yeah, and right. um, he was working on it. And I had the same feeling I had with Jan. And he wasn't even touching me. He's just putting his hands over me. Just bring just bringing that, that awareness just brings to that fight area. And flight brings, like, it's like a panic attack. Just yeah. brings it up. And, you, and I felt like I had to run or something, had to get out of there. Yeah, right. But I'm very aware of panic. I know what panic feels like. So I breathe through it. But this, I was really, tr- it's just a scary feeling. And I guess it's just blocked emotion coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um. I've said on the potty before, but with with the ice bath, one of the cool biggest thing I've taken away from it was when I was doing one. Jake was I didn't even know he was filming, but he was he was filming, and um, I I was telling myself I've done heaps of these now, right? And but this one was just fucking cold. I don't know what it was that day, but I was just like I started well, to shake. It, yeah, it humbles the shit out of you. Yeah, you like man, I'm not fucking ice bath pisses. You get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've done so many. And I was like, oh, this one was fucking cold, and I was shaking, and I go, I was like, <laughs> my teeth are chattering. And I was like. My body's going into shock, and then, and then, <laughs> and then he he goes. I look at him. He's smiling. He goes, "Whatever story you're telling yourself." And then I just, and then I saw him smiling. And then I started smiling, and I was like, "I'm fine." And I was absolutely <laughs> fine, dude. And as soon as I realised, I was like, "I was like, what a little like telling myself I'm going into fucking shock." I mean, I, I was not at all. I was I was surviving. You know what I mean? And um, as soon as my mind realised that, my body came along for the ride. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I was sweet. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I can stay in here all day now." But how funny is that? You know, yeah. just one little, like almost the way he told me, if he told me like, just come breathe, it probably wouldn't have done it. But it was like, oh, whatever story you're telling you, like, oh, mate, like get over it. And I was just like, I'm a fucking, you're exactly right. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and this is a big part of where I believe the education system is failing human beings because we aren't giving people that knowledge and understanding. There might be the drip feed knowledge here and there, but you know, to actually understand how powerful your mind is, is like a birth given right that every human being should know mm-hmm. so that they're not dependent on the medical system or they're not dependent on, you know, drugs and alcohol and shit to, to calm themselves down or they're not caught up in anxiety or depression. Like it's, it's an illness of the mind. And if we can make the mind clear, then you live that way. And so it's, it's never the body first. It's always manifested in the mind and then, brought to life in the body and so there's something that's going on that you need to re you you need to rewrite the story in your head you need to change the paradigm and so that the emotional vibration is different because if you've got a story in your head that you know oh, i i want to be healthy oh but i can never overcome this sickness i'll never overcome this it's mm-hmm. like and and that's not something you tell people that's in your unconscious so you, okay, I want to be healthy. And then you see in a practitioner and you go on and see them eating organic food. And do, but you're still inside. You're like, fuck, I can't, I'll never overcome this. I'll never, I'll never do it. This is way too, you know, I need, someone needs to heal me. Yeah. That is going to ultimately block and sabotage your whole journey. Yeah. Thoughts, thoughts are the very, very thing. Because thoughts, you can end your life with thoughts, eh? So it's like, that's the, that's the most intense thing. And it has to be at the top of the hierarchy from ending your life all the way down to childhood trauma, your thoughts are, are what is creating your reality, hey? Mm. And then your subconscious, which is your deep-seated thoughts, 
shape your body. So if you're really like, we always talk about posture and shoulders being forward. If you like that, it's like you can really see they're guarding their heart. You look at, you'd, you'd want to get to their childhood trauma of them guarding their heart. What, why, why don't you feel free to open your chest up and have you show your neck to the world and show your teeth to the world and just show who you really are. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. And the body doesn't lie with that. Hey, nah. You really can see Hell no. without even hearing them talk, seeing someone's posture, you can see exactly the sort of um, energy or decisions that person makes like you know whether they're really submissive or, yeah. or alpha or, or or also if they're faking their alpha you know what i mean mm. yeah when i was locked up man there was this kid and he was full lad like he had his remember we're all wearing the same clothes right but you could tell this guy's a lag because he's wearing his shorts way higher like got this little gun tattoo down there and he'd walk with a full lad walk like full sway like western <laughs> sydney but you could, everyone could see it was fake as fuck. This kid was scared. He was probably like 18, 19. No, I was only 21, but like everyone could see it was fake. And his posture couldn't lie. He was trying to, it was a fake posture of him being tough. And then this crew where they're not, their posture is like that, but they don't look like they're faking it and they are tough. You're like, oh, that guy's, he's not hiding nothing. This guy was like putting on this mask of posture. So people, you even see in people's posture, like them, the, even when they try and fake it, like bodybuilders, walking extra wide with their arms more than they need to and thing and it's just this suppressing of really um not looking tough or or, or fear but it, it's it's so it's so um superficial yeah yeah, yeah it's, superficial. it's all surface level and that's where the unconscious mind is so powerful because the paradigm and a paradigm is basically your deep-seated belief about everything that story is what will control the conscious so that the, everything that you perceive, you believe in, the results you get, the actions you take, that comes from your paradigm. And and this is also, the education system's not teaching this, you know, people, oh, what's what's a goal, you know? Oh, oh yeah, I'd love to, you know, eat healthier or whatever. Be a tradie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get a new toolbox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On me lux. I'm not sending, oh, dude, I was thinking this the other day, I'm not, I'm not sending my kids to school. Yeah, I mean, I will not. We'll change the game, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I know. fuck that. I just yeah. like they're yeah, going to be doing something different. We yeah, made right. that decision. We're yeah. cool. My goal. Yep. Well, my, my not my goal because it's already happened in another reality. <laughs> is to create the freedom in my businesses so that I can homeschool my kids. Yeah, sick man. Yeah, I'm so pumped to homeschool. Like, like Ben Greenfield, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah. He, he was actually a big inspiration. Yeah, for me. listen to him and and yeah, man. One of the things that was a dictator for me. I saw a statistic that says if you send your kids to school, you spend, they spend 80% of their childhood with someone else. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And who the fuck's that someone else? 80% with someone else and you have no idea what they're saying to (laughs) them. Bro, I remember going to school and I remember it was a religious class or something and then she was telling us um, that heaven was real. No, no. Yeah, heaven was real, and if you believe, you go to heaven. But hell's not real. But if you don't believe, there's nothing but darkness, <laughs> and yeah. and and it's just blackness. And I remember we had to write down things that we love, and my mate wrote down PS two, and she made him sit. Rimmer, Rimmer yeah. made him sit outside for like an hour or something, and like think about what you've done wrong and shit. And I was just like, this we're fucking yeah. twelve at the time. Like, what are you putting yeah. in my head? And and even at that time, I realized it a little bit because that's where my head was at slightly. Mm. But other kids wouldn't have, you know. And it's like. Um, I just thought, how absurd is that? And now I look back on that. Imagine sending my kid and sh- they, he, she comes back and is like, you get told that, that the, that the t- teacher told them that and I'd, I'd fucking be wild, you know? Oh, there's, yeah. there's so many, there's so many stories. And 
we can't control the outside world, like the things that are going to happen to our kids and our offspring or whatever <coughs> in the next generation are going to happen. Well, this goes back to education. What I think we need to empower with those kids is how they respond. So giving them solid grounding and, and values and foundations so that if someone tries to, you know, launch themselves into their minds or, you know, just just spit some shit at them, mm. they go, mm, does that does that sit with me? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. And and that's a that's a true skill is being able to not react or not even onboard someone's rubbish that they're they're projecting onto you but being able to respond and go you know take some breaths so if someone's telling you not worthy take some breaths okay <laughs> realize that they're probably feeling insecure mm. themselves because they're putting someone else down and then you know the, the one quote i tell all the kids in the gym is hurt people hurt people yeah so like people that are hurt just say it just oh, say yeah. it, just yeah. say it through your head until it clicks yeah yeah, yeah. It clicks hurt, now. hurt people Hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. yeah. So when someone's, <coughs> you know, hurting someone, like actually dishing out hate. Un- un- unneeded pain, right? Yeah. Like if we, you know, I know you boys are into martial arts. If you're in a cage, like that's different. That's co- that's competition. That's battle. But if you go and pick on someone, if you put someone down, if you are derogatory or any, any of that kind of sh- shit, it's an insecurity of yours. Mm. You either feel unsafe in your own territory or, or they've, you know, or you don't feel confident in your own being, so you, you're looking to push them underwater so you can keep your head above water. Man, even in martial arts, like hurt people, hurt people. Even that may not be in like for a competition, but training when you're meant mm. to be training. Yeah, there's crew out there that are hurting their training partners, and they're the ones that you can tell they got they're some angry, fucking issues. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You can yeah. see, you, can see it you really see with jits people's emotions. eh? you really see who like fuck yeah, and most have problems, especially when they start. Most don't want to tap or, or, or trying to look tough you know yeah. and it's like pushing it too hard like not, not understanding the game right yeah like they're trying to they've they're versing someone that's trained 10 years longer than them and they're trying to get their stripes from them, like thinking that person's going to care if they last an extra 30 seconds or not when they've never done it before like mm. it's um yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy yeah. Yeah, it'd be wild what you with your level of awareness what you see in other people doing yeah martial arts yeah one of our good mates one of my good mates, yeah, my good mates, Mitch Lingard, he's a uh, level three black belt in Anderson Bushy Kai, which is some like, he's like, they use the stick and mm. like, like Jake's <laughs> character that he played. Like. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he, he's a yeah. weapon. He's, yeah. he's an absolute weapon, this yeah. bloke. And um, he was tell, telling me about, does he do jujitsu? <laughs> he karate. Karate. And then Anderson Bushy Kai. Okay. And used to be, Ice addict, ice dealer, wow. savage, bikey, yeah, all this shit. Cool. He's a weapon, and he's yeah. so so aware of what's going on. Mm. And he's like, you can see people when they come in, you can see their emotions in their body being expressed. He goes, if yeah. someone someone doesn't feel safe and they're coming for, you know, to learn personal defense, they're like real closed off and timid. And they're like, I just want to get like the answers of how to protect myself, kind of thing. And he's like, if someone's angry, they're just like way too hard into it. Or, you know, if someone's depressed, they usually get angry. You know, they, they get down really easily if then they're, they're not winning or whatever. He goes, you can see, you can do a full evaluation mm. within the art. Yeah, I suppose, like, ma- the martial arts is is good for that. Hey, you can fully see. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, even with karate and things like that. That, like, my, my, my dad even admitted dad's, like, a six or seventh Dan. Well, actually, is he just fourth Dan? I don't know. He's done a lot of um, karate under Richard Norton. And um, he's like, he's like, it doesn't, doesn't work. 
he's like, I spent my whole life doing doing this. I did 30 years of it. And he goes, now, he goes, he's like, you would look at the UFC and stuff. And he's like, it doesn't work. But he's like, the general principle, the mar- the martial arts side of it is, does work. Teaching yeah. people how to, you know, have discipline and don't stroke your ego too hard. And that that's like, the that's the purpose of it all. That's the purpose. And you see it go fray so much. Even high, like we know, you know, high level um, people that have the biggest fucking ego. Like yeah. high, high level coaches yeah. and that, they have the biggest ego. And I'm like, whoa, this guy's... Yeah. Just this guy wants everyone to bow to him, basically. Mm. You know, and that's what it is, really. Like, and you you wonder, you see it in everything, eh? Like yeah. spiritual circles, you see it in everything you do. We create groups as humans, and it's like a group ego. And there's one alpha at the top that l- enjoys being the alpha. Yeah, yeah. That Alan Watts thing we put on, bro. What was that? that? Remember that uh, we put on this where it's like, um, look how spiritual I am. Basically, oh, yeah. basically yeah, yeah. it's like that. You know? yeah, I hope all our listeners think we're spiritual. And man. that's what I love about watching the Bikram thing on Netflix when the oh. guy goes, I'm the most spiritual man you've ever met. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm like, while he's in oh. the middle, on the in a hot Bikram room, he's on a fucking crown chair, mm. what do you call it, a, a throne, mm. and he's got a fan, air two con. fans and aircon blowing on him. Yeah. In this hot room, he's telling them all like, like calling them fat, like pick up your gut, like do this, do Amazing. this. And oh, then he's man. just fucking all the chicks afterwards. Full cultish. Oh, you got yeah. it. Not even fucking raping. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just a sick human being. Yeah. And you got to be careful. Cause like your spiritualness can, can definitely like, I've been there when I first started learning Czech, I was like, this is the answer. And I didn't know at the time, but I was preaching it to everyone. And even my jaw was like, dude, like calm down, man. Really? Like, yeah. we, we aren't into this shit. Yeah. And we're not going to be. And I was like, until I learned that, I was like, fuck. Because it fixed my back, changed my life so rapidly, I just wanted to spread it. Yeah. And like like good spiritual teachers say, your faith is flickering when you need to tell everyone else how good it is. True. Yeah. True, true, true. When you don't need, when, you just, when you're doing things just perfectly, just for yourself, that's when it's... Yeah, and that's when, it's, right. um, that's when it spreads too, hey? Yeah. That's when it spreads the most. Yeah. Where you don't push you it got, out. All you got to do is embody it. Like, you become yeah. a Bible basher otherwise. Like, yeah. no one wants... Christians turn up on the door banging you must no. do this you must <laughs> do this it's like yeah it, that's if that's your belief that's cool and yep. you know go for it but you can't force this shit down my throat no way and so oh, I will impulsive, eh? I will get to my own realizations or my own growth when I'm ready for it and I'll feel called to the people to teach me in good time you know like yep. you, you always when you know when the student's ready the mentor appears you know it's mm. like there's no, there's no reason to really flog a message because the message, and this is what my current mentor says, there's a right message for the right person at the right time. Yeah. They're the only three things that matters. The right message at the right time for the right person. So yeah. you could have the right person and, it's, and the right message and it's just the wrong time for them. Mm. You could have the right message and the right time, but it's just not the right person. So it's... All of those three, when that links up, they go, bang, there's my teacher. There's my mentor. Mm. That's that's what I need to learn in my next step. And so there's no need for us to really force. Yeah. In fact, it's all about empowerment. And you just give people the opportunities and if they take it, they take it. There's no need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing because you just drive people further away. What was the turning? Was there like a, like a turning point, like a one-day turning point thing where you're like, all right, everything's changing now like did you see a video did you hear a podcast did you just have a really big night out that you regretted like was it was there anything like that in, meeting someone in terms of of the spiritual side or no nah, in terms of like getting on the piss and on drugs all the time and all of a sudden not doing that anymore. oh yeah nearly dying 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I fell 10 metres out of a tree. Oh, right. I woke up out of a coma. Uh, I was at Splendour on the end of a six-year bender. <laughs> <laughs> I started when I was 17 and went hard for six years. And in, in Byron? Yeah, in yeah, Byron. Yeah. I was in Byron for six years straight. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I was down at Splendour and, yeah, I, I was so caught up with emotions, so... I was so railed with depression deep down that I wasn't addressing. And I also was very nervous about the future. I was very nervous about tomorrow. Yeah. And so I was looking back going, fuck, all this shit's happened to me. And then I was looking forward going, what's going to happen tomorrow? This is fucked. And so I was in this whirlwind of emotion and I was on meds for my skin, like Roaccutane and shit. So I was just like so dosed up on all this rubbish. And yeah, for me, I was a PT at the time and I was teaching health. But then on the weekend, I was like, yeah, sweet. I can hit train my clients and do burpees and shit through the week. But on the weekend, I'm going to get railed on gear and, you know, so induced and then go out clubbing and try and pick up, find a route. And it was just, it was, it was a toxic time in my life. And this last festival, I had, I'd picked up the name Cerebral Potty because I, I used to get retarded (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and it's, it's funny when you hear it, but me reflecting on it, it's it's a disgusting point in my life that part of my identity was like, who's looking after him tonight? And mm. that was every single, that was every weekend. Yeah. I would literally, I'd, they'd be like, nah, nah, and I'm just like, boom, three caps, four caps, whatever. I, I just, it was shit. It was shit. I was trying to destroy myself in the means of having fun. I was like, oh, it's just fun. But deep down, I was actually doing like a lot of damage and- mm. I knew it, but I didn't want to ex- admit it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this is just how, how I go about my life. I just live for the weekend and then I write myself off and I'll do funny shit and jump off tables and run into walls and, you know, climb, like just, I was just a menace. So like sort of like a, like a joker archetype, like, oh, you like trying to make everyone laugh. Yeah. 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 yeah it was attention seeking. Yeah. It was definitely. Yeah. And I knew like I got a fucking high pain threshold. <laughs> And so I used to do stupid shit to make other people laugh just so that I was getting attention. Yeah. And it was it was a really easy way to do it. So at this splendor, I'd absolutely cooked the chalk. I was so, so far gone. And it was raining and there's this ten meter tree on the way up to the amphitheater, like on the main hill. And I was with my mate. I was with a bunch of mates, but I was with my one mate and we'd done it in a year previous when we weren't so cooked and we'd like looked over the whole of splendor at night with like the lights and tents and then the stages it was wild man anyway we like walking up and i'm like oh let's climb the tree i don't remember this but he's this is this is how he's told me he's like Mm -hmm. no no man no it's it's raining and and you're you're fucked don't and then i've just scaled this started scaling this thing and he's like man shit so he started following me up and i was like jumping branch to branch like launching at 10 meters up like in the wet and he's and he's going fuck he's off his head Anyway, I jumped to a branch and it snapped and then I just pinballed my way down through these branches and landed on my feet, fortunately, on a slant, like on the hill and blew my right hip out and then just like fully collapsed, went into an epileptic fit, started like bringing up foam, like I was convulsing and and his partner at the time was there, like she was like full traumatized, she's like, holy shit, what's going on? And this security guard ran over and yeah, anyway, they, they air rushed me to hospital and induced me into a coma because they thought I might have had bleeding on my brain mm. or I might have had spinal damage. And so they just induced me. And then I woke up three days later looking at my dad. He was looking at me and he just, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you're, you're right. Like, 
what's, what's <laughs> up? A few too many beers last yeah. night. <laughs> and I just knew, like, that was that point. Yeah. That, for me, was the penny dropping, going, this isn't what I visualised my life would turn out like. You know, I always, I've always thought that I was a great human being, but I didn't know how to get through the emotional trauma that I was experiencing. So I turned, I just, like, slowly turned into someone that I never wanted to be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it came to this near-death experience and I came out of it and it was like the perfect mirror. And I'm like, this I'm not going to continue living like this. It was I just made the decision, no, I'm not doing it. So in that moment I chose that all the data that I had consumed up to that date had got me to that point. And so if I need to go into a new result, I need new data, I need new knowledge, new environment, and I need to propel myself in a new way because whew, I didn't want to continue living that way. The pain teacher, basically. Hey, mm. yeah. Is there any? Uh, was there any signs prior to that? Yeah, yeah. You just weren't listening, um, or were you just man? Like, man, I'm so fortunate. Yeah, I've never actually spoken about this on <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> no one's actually asked me that, but <laughs> yeah. So I got really cooked one night. Didn't sleep. And then drove from Noosa to Mooloolaba to work. And as you're coming south on the motorway, and there's a you go through that little under underbridge pass, yeah. and then back, and then yeah, coming and fell asleep at the wheel, went down into the ditch, took out that whole fencing, through the fence up onto Nicklin Way, nearly hit a car. Whoa! Woke up, bonnets like fully ripped up and in in my face, and I'm driving, cooked like whoa going on Shit. pulled over across from amart all sports down the road and i'm like whoa i nearly just died <laughs> it was so hectic wow. it was so full-on like i was fully asleep at the wheel and drove through that fence down in that ditch up on the nicklin way nearly crashed in the car pulled over and i was like oh, oh well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fix my car and Shit. then just back so, into the old habits yeah, yeah so that would have been the first yeah, like Paul says, like the universe, you're not listening. The the universe gives you a nice wake up call, mm. and then it really gives you a wake up call, and then it, and then you know what it's about. You're like, oh fuck, all right. What <laughs> yeah. was what was because you know how you your one how you said you like <laughs> when you snapped your leg, you're like, I know what this is about, and that was the last yeah. lesson for you to quit bodyboarding. Yep. Was there any before that? Fuck yeah, there was five years of it. Really, just yeah. feeling oh, it. 19. 19, I I remember the very first thought. I was going to Hawaii and I was like, this doesn't feel that good for my heart. Like, I don't really feel like I should be doing this. I felt drawn to something else, but I was so confused. I didn't know what. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I went anyway. I still felt so much inner conflict up until about 20, until I broke my leg. As soon as I broke my leg and I was laying there and the first words that came out of my mouth were the subconscious. It was just like, I know what this is about. I screamed that to Nick Perry mm. and um, I didn't remember it and, I still don't really remember. It's a bit of a blur because I was in shock. And um, Nick was like, you remember what you said? You remember what you said? It was such a crazy experience. But yeah, that was that was like the big the big wake-up call. But yeah, I felt in my heart that intuition, you know, like I listen to that now. I try to <laughs> um, in, in most things in life. That, that leads you. And when you can drop into that and just, I don't know, I'm fucking fed up at the moment. I just feel like I'm fed up of not listening to that inner voice. You know, it's like we know what's right for us, but we just, we're so conditioned and stuck in our old ways that it's so hard to, 
to just break that conditioning. And sometimes it does take the universe and it shouldn't, but it does take the universe a big like slap, broken leg, nearly killing yourself, waking up in a coma. You know, some people don't have to go through that. Some do. And um, I think we, we're like wounded healers. Sometimes we've got to go through that shit to be able to teach other people. I tell my story to other people and it helps other people. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, before, yeah, I wonder like why I got locked up. Yeah. The warnings of me selling drugs. Like, I guess it never made me feel good. Um, there, there, there would have been, there would have been a couple, well, basically the warning, I had a warning that pretty well, the person I was getting off was, was being watched. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's the universe whispering. And then, and yeah. then I rock up at his house, say, yeah, give me a hundred of these, bro. 150 actually. <laughs> mm. But that was a pretty good fucking warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah, don't do I was it. like, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, fuck watched. it, you I'm going to go done? get another bag. Yeah. <laughs> but best thing that ever happened, I guess. But, um, yeah, I know it's it's it, I I get that feeling now hey, with with a few things at the moment, and it's like yeah, fuck it, it is it is it's so it's it's hard to listen to because generally it, there's going to be a, a short term amount of pain, mm. yeah, yeah, that you're gonna have to go through for mm. the the glory, you know, yeah. or the glorious we day to put it, but for the mm. the grass is green on the other side. It's also yeah. like the the conflict of living your truth is shedding, shedding your old identity, shedding beliefs, shedding things that no longer serve you that got you to where you are. And sometimes, not sometimes, we, we tend to get comfortable. And then because we're comfortable, we get called to the next level. And the hero's journey, like we call to the next level, but that takes you rising up. And rising yeah. up means you're going to have to shed your old identity, your old beliefs, you know, and that can be friendship groups. It can be family's opinion. It can be, you know, work. It can be peers. It can be your identity in public. It can be all of this shit that yeah. you're known for. And you make that your you get called by the universe to go to another level, and it's like, fuck, that's gonna have a little bit of discomfort. Mm. Like I'm gonna make maybe, you know, I, I have I respect all of them so much. I had so such a great childhood with them, but I knew the boys I was hanging out with and getting cooked with every weekend, yeah, weren't gonna ha- get me to a healthy point of view, and they weren't gonna get me to the level of success that I I could see in my mind my, my my mind's eye of what I wanted for myself. And if I reflected on it, I'm like, is this environment going to get me the result that I want? If I go back and hang out with these boys as, as epic as they are surfing together, hanging out, you know, talking shit, doing drugs, doing funny stuff, skating, whatever yeah. it's epic. But is that what's going to get me to the next level? And am I, am I disrespecting them by evolving? No. Am I respecting, am I disrespecting myself and my truth by staying there? Yes. And ultimately, at the end of the day, your happiness is the priority. Because if you're not your best self, what's the point yeah, of even, what's, what's the point of doing anything? Lately, I've been trying to figure out things that scare me and and speak my truth with it. Like lately, all with all the stuff with COVID and and all the vaccine shit and everything, I'm pretty. I like to kind of sit back and just take a look at things and then make a calculated decision. But with this one, it's not. I don't need to do that so much. I feel pretty sick about it all, and I feel like I can't speak my truth so much to people um i feel like i can't speak my truth in relationships and and things like that because i'm afraid of being judged and this is just another another part of my life where i need to open up and and start speaking my truth because when you speak your truth you not only set yourself free but you set other people free as well Mm. but i feel yeah i am fed up with not not speaking my truth in life and i think most of us are most of us have little things that we're just not focusing on and not opening up and you know that's that's why we're here 
to, to, to look into that fear and the mind's always afraid of the heart. The heart's guiding us and the mind's going, fuck off, stop. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Like, is there anything in your life at the moment that you're not, that you're just not willing to look at? You seem pretty. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you seem pretty, right. You seem pretty balanced from a, yeah. from a perspective of like, Me too. um, masculinity and femininity. Like the fact that you were saying how you're in the ice bath and just, and just couldn't cry, but you're still like, uh, like a masculine, you know what I mean? Like that balance. Yeah. The one thing for me that's been brought up by men's work is being feminine with other men. Yeah. Like being able to really hug another bloke yeah. and, and have a, like a heartfelt hug. <clears throat> yeah. Not just like, yeah, yeah. bro, give me a hug. Like come yeah. here, motherfucker. Like actually being able to hold space for men because, you know, you, you grow up, if you're in Aussie culture, there's fuck touch another dude and you're a gay cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're a faggot. You, yeah. you get labeled with these things. And it's really, it's, it's damaging because for young boys, especially we start neglecting connecting with men and like we're a brotherhood. And so if you're not, if you're not open to talking to your brothers, if you're not open and, and ultimately we get healing through each other, well, yes, we can get healing through partners and, and females and stuff and that, and that's a different energy. But when you actually have your brothers that can support you because they understand your physiology as well. And so when you can connect with a man, you know, even like, I remember the first time I did eye gazing with a male in Melbourne. Like I just, I was like tuning this chick, this yoga, hot yoga teacher. <laughs> and she's like, oh, come to this fire dance circle with me. And I was like, yes, this is sick. I'm like, I'm into that tribal shit. Yeah. Banging drums and dancing around the fire. And we get in there and they're like, okay, here's your partner. And it was this guy. And he's like, now look into his eyes for half an hour. And they were playing like drums and shit. Whoa, and man. Bro, that- I had so much conditioning coming yeah. up from my child. I'm like, this is this gay? I'm like, we have to make <laughs> yeah, out or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is hectic. <laughs> and... Half for me, yeah. Oh, bro, it was intense. Yeah, that and would we be. we both started crying at the end. Like it, we was so much resistance between both of us. I remember it was like this. It was like we're looking at each other, but there was a concrete wall in between us. We both had our guard up so, and <laughs> you look into each other's soul, and both of us like, motherfucker, yeah. I'm not fucking giving in. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then they play like music and shit, and eventually, like, you kind of just go, oh. I don't need this shit. Like, I don't need that story that I can't look into a dude's eyes without feeling. Mm. Like, it's not my truth. My truth is connecting with human beings and being here for each other. Yeah. And so, like, that was a really early on experience for me. That was in 2017. And then the next time I did it, I felt so comfortable. And I remember doing eye gazing with another guy at an event. And I just, I was, like, fully calm. I like, looked at him fully accepted him like looking into his eyes and I was repeating in my head like the mantra was like I accept you I see you I love you mm-hmm. and he had block he had a block and then all of a sudden just like you saw him drop in yeah he just yeah. dropped mm-hmm. in and, and then he was it was like he was just a child that had been seen yeah. like his inner child just went I've never been so no yeah. one's ever looked at me like this you know and how many people have has he looked at eye contact but never actually connected mm. and for me that was a really invigorating p- point of view for me because I'm like it's not, and there's nothing wrong with being gay. If, if you want to, if you're gay, that's cool. Like that's your own thing. But being affectionate to other men doesn't make you in like in a homosexual relationship. No, or the only, having gay the only, the only thing that makes you gay is when you put your penis in another man's butt. <laughs> <laughs> if you smile. Technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like eye gazing isn't it. But God, I would love to see you. Do that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love man. to see Callan do that. Yeah. But man, so much shit comes up because we're conditioned <laughs> yes. out of, out of that that connection and 
So for me, what when you say, what am I looking into? It's it's being more affectionate with men and and having those stories that come up and then letting go of them. Yeah, you know, and and one of the things I did was when I started doing breathwork facilitation, I hold space for men to cry and and bring up you know whatever needs to come up, and sometimes yep. I need to be a rock for well, yeah, I always need to be a rock as a facilitator. I need to be a strong, calm energy, but also a vulnerable yes reflection of them that like it's okay to feel emotions yeah and so for me to do that i need to clear these stories around being able to hold men and be like have them in a safe space you know one of the the first ones i had was actually with joshy sherwell and he was having a full release like full fit and i was his sage man i just he, he was laying in my arms and i just i just caressed him like i was holding him and just telling him you're okay you're loved i'm with you you're safe and I just kept telling him that, and he came back to it and he's like, well, like, he was just blown away with the release. So, whoa, that was hectic. That's and it's it's something that we're not really encouraged to do in our culture, and especially, you know, in young boys. You know, I sit in the gym, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a young boy do something that's, you know, not masculine, and then just, oh, gay, you're, you're a faggot, you're gay. And I just pull him up straight away. I said, look, boys, it's not on anymore. Like it's it's yeah. really not on. We're evolving past that. If if they're more fem, if they're more, if they're softer as a male, you gotta let them just be it. They yeah. they weren't, you know, they're not the tip of the spear. That's just their makeup. Yeah. And and don't you don't need to, you know, harass them for that. Whereas yeah. I and I got sucked into that whole narrative at school. Yeah. Big time. yeah. It's like, but you know, dudes calling me gay, so I'm calling other dudes gay and faggots, and it's like. It's creating this paradigm around we're so blocked off as men from our feminine energy, and so we have all this yang, this all this masculine, and then we can never heal ourselves. Man, I d this makes me think about one of my um, old mates from school. He used to call everyone a faggot, and now he's got a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, and I think about the pain he must have been going through at that time because he would have been gay the whole time. You know what I mean? But he now he's a boyfriend. He's fully out. He's you know he's he's comfortable. But during that time, he was like fucking faggot and and now you know um now he's free but imagine what he was feeling at that time like that inner oh fuck you know because it's like that it's like every mm -hmm. guy it's like mm -hmm. every guy pretty well is, is yeah brought up in that that thing that's so cool that you talk to kids about that stuff stuff hey and I, I see you like I've, I've walked out before and see you pull them up on something where someone said something even just like their language is pulling them up on their language hey mm -hmm. I, I don't mean like swearing but language is in like their words. Uh, yeah, their words. The stories. Yeah, their stories. Mm. And like, no, no, what do you think that? Like, rah, rah. And then like not letting them get away with it and actually bringing it up, making them stop and think about what they just said. Because you're, you're literally programming them mm. to, 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 to think, right? And, and, and how to think, not what to think. So it's fucking, it's, it's such gold. Hey, yeah, what you you're need, doing now? You need that fucking, and you need that martial arts too, like jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you just so you can kill someone. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> but you don't ever need to. Yeah. But that's yeah. the beautiful thing about yeah. the arts, right? It's yeah. not just fucking beat them up. You're actually nah. learning self-control and self-defense yeah. and and confidence yeah. in yourself and it's it's I think that provides you a, a level of safety within your own being. Oh man, you see it in people's eyes. Like yeah, I I feel like uh, you know, you'd look at Callan and you'd go probably no, he seems approachable but I probably wouldn't fuck with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just an aura. It's just a feeling. Same with you. It's like, hang on, you're not agreeable. Mm. You know, you're going to stick up for yourself and people don't fuck with people like that. And it's just, 
it's just the way it is. But if you see, like you saw in prison, that mm. guy with his shoulders forward walking like a trying to fake it, you see it. Yeah. And I think jujitsu or any martial art gives you that like that 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 aura around you where you are like, nah, I can hold myself here, yeah, yeah. hold space myself. And it's that just get, inner knowing gets you out of drama, man. But it exactly, does, yeah, it doesn't yeah, even never, come to you. Doesn't no. even come to you. I never the whole yeah, time neither. I was in jail, never had too much drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. But crew did. But just because exactly like you said, like I was friends with everyone, loving with everyone, like literally not acting any different. Like just how, how we are now, just normal people you meet in the street. They're most people are like that, right? In there. But um but at the same time still that that like feeling of like, you know, when when I when I did get tested a couple of yeah, times yeah, with like, words, wait a minute, bro. Yeah, just a little bit like you match it a little bit with um Yeah. I, I think were you saying that like, Tony Robin or in one of the things he was like, if he gets someone that's sort of angry he matches it with a little bit and they're yeah. like oh well, i respect this a little bit yeah sort of the same vibe <laughs> yeah, it's when, a vibration yeah, yeah i remember this like um this big sort of uh sort of indigenous dude was like he ended up getting kicked out of the unit right but um sort of came up to me like as we were playing cards and just almost like um fake not doing it but fake punch me in the ribs like just as if i was a punching bag but he didn't do it but i could see he was seeing how i was acting and like he didn't actually do it and i was just like like looked at him like just like gave him a little eye i was at a table with a few of the boys and um and it was there was so much in just the eyes that we all just this little subtle communication that he never actually did anything but i remember he uh, he would ask questions and i wouldn't give him like oh yeah i'd be like hold up mate like boom playing cards oh yeah so what'd you say like shit like that but i knew what i was doing <laughs> and i knew and i really i was scared but i still would have bashed him <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He was a lot bigger than I have, but I was, but I was like, he didn't, doesn't, I knew he'd never done jujitsu. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. That, I still had that behind me. But if I didn't have that behind me, man, maybe I would have, maybe I would have rounded over a little bit and try to make myself look smaller because I didn't have jujitsu. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's seriously can't be faked. It has to be an energy that you have, have built and, and have deep inside you, I think. Mm. And just no, no one, no one screws with that. Like, it's I've, just I'll, a way of living. And, yeah. and, and like you said, that aura, they, they just sense it. Yeah, that's, that's it's a intuition. sensing thing. Yeah, that's intuition. That's your gut feeling. That's mm. that's what we're pre-programmed with. Totally. Yeah, that's that's our gift. It's like when I say to people, oh, that's we were like, listen to your intuition and you know gut feeling. I don't believe in that. I'm like, right. Well, if you've ever been in a room, mm. and someone walks in with like real bad vibes, mm. you can feel it. You're like, oh, that person's a bit off. I'm, I'm I don't need to be around them. Versus like someone walks into a room just lit up and they haven't said anything, but you're like, fuck. How's this motherfucker left? I want to know what's his name or what's yeah. her name. You know, I want to. I want to know that yeah. person. You can. That's that's our quantum field. Yeah, con- connecting. That's yeah. our energy. Well, it's not even woo. Any. It's it's measurable now. It's yeah. literally it's science. Like, like they've they've proven yeah. it. So when we when we open ourselves up to this, and I, I can I just know that there's someone listening to this going like, these boys are off their head, and like you know, oh, it's gay talking about hugging guys so. and doing <laughs> like that's the shit you you are being gifted to work through. And I yep. know when I have a judgment of someone else, yep. that's me going, yep. oh, that's what I need to work through. Fucking yeah. oath, eh? yeah. no, one, no one can make you feel a certain way about yourself. So in relationships, they that's your karma. Like someone says to you, oh, you made me feel this way. It's not your fault. It's yeah. that they decided to feel that way. Yeah. They, f- they let something external infect their internal. Yeah. And Man, I try and take responsibility for that. When I get triggered about jealousy or anything like that, I'm like, this is all my shit. This isn't her shit. Yeah. Man, I've had to work through some heavy shit like that. And then I don't attract that anymore. I don't feel that anymore. Yeah. And that's I didn't even attract the partner the partner that would make me feel jealous anymore. Yeah. True. So, true. Yeah, you shift it. Yeah. That's that's spot on. We re- yeah. we receive the lessons we need, right? So 
Yeah. You just find new lessons and you'll be, you, you find yeah. the universe. You're never done. Yeah. Well, you're not. And, <laughs> Actually, and, I'm done. And, and you boys, and you boys <laughs> said like, oh, you, you seem pretty balanced. That's, that's honestly where I feel most vulnerable at the moment. Like where yep. I feel most undeveloped is, yep. is around being vulnerable in front of other men. Yeah. Like I get nervous. Like yeah, if yeah. I'm having a talk, you know, like we, if you do a men's circle and you got to bring something up, it's like, you got to be emotional in front of other men. Like that's, that's not what we're encouraged to do in, you know, no. the mainstream narrative. No. Whereas if you look back, tribal circles, they would have supported each other. Like if they're going into battle, they would, have, you know, all of this stuff that it's humble warrior is like, they're there for each other through thick and thin and they're ready for each other to support each other, to go into battle. Like that's, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the yang is so important being able to stand up for yourself but also being able to see a brother and look him in the eye and say, I see you, I accept you, you know, I love you, without mm. feeling this story come up that we've been pre-programmed through yeah. our culture. And actually being, you know, I tell all my mates, I used to I used to be the person who wouldn't say I'd love you to other guys, mm. to my mates. I would like, no way, bro, that's that's not on. And now I tell all my all my mates, all my brothers, hey, I love you. Fuck, I love you. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Like, I, you two, yeah, I love yeah. ha having you in my life. Yeah. Epic. Yeah. You brought me so much joy and yeah. I'm grateful for that. It's like, we we tend to not talk about love and then we're all out there going, fuck, you know, can't find love and can't, I just feel like shit and I'm down. It's like, you aren't yeah. even open to receiving it. You aren't yeah. even open to manifesting it. Yeah. And it's funny, we try and we, we still want to give out our love, but we try it in other ways just by like helping your mate somehow or like, oh, you need a lift or something. You know what I mean? It's our way of saying I love you. Mm. Like instead of, instead of saying it, it's like, which we should be able to do. It's like, um, yeah, you just do like a, a task for him or something. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. For a chick. Act of service. And, and, yeah. and like that's, that's the five love languages. There's like, five, uh, there's an acts of service, physical touch, words of affirmations, quality time, and something else so there's five languages that can be spoken with love mm -hmm. and yeah i mean a lot of people we're all built differently but i think for a mo for many men they can't actually they can't tell another dude they love them like and and i think about my best mate fuck we love each other bro we've had we've been through thick and thin we've done some fucked up shit together like some crazy benders mm -hmm. and funny shit but then we've also had like incredible surfs together and, and like we've had so many good memories together and I love my brother. He's he's epic, and so I tell him all the time, like, yeah. bro, I love you. You fuck, you bring so much to like my life. Yeah, it's yeah. funny how everything you do is it's, it's you remember because it's with someone else, eh? Mm. Like you you go travel, you're just meeting other people. Like it's it's just a country if there's no one else there. You know what I mean? And if you think about, oh, I did this with my friend, or or I met these people, or yeah. whatever it is, it's still always it's always better with someone all the time. hundred oh, percent. What yeah. is it? Even going, it's like I said, going for a surf. Like I would love to go for a surf and have. Amazing waves all to myself, but it'd be way better if Jake was with me. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have that, eh? <laughs> really? I would like to be alone. Really? Yeah. yeah definitely okay. in the ocean. The only yeah. place where I'd like yeah, to just be solo and just... Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, I just... I have that feeling, that connection to the ocean I've had since I was 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I just feel like I want to be alone out there and be quiet and I don't need to be around or talk. Yeah. Mm. But maybe, I, that, that, maybe that's why you manifested that, that first interaction with us. <laughs> supposedly yeah, yeah, yeah. i full shrugged him in the surf <laughs> oh really <laughs> like I, I, I don't remember it i yeah. don't i must have been having an off day and jake reckons i paddled out he was like oh, hey man and i'm like 
<laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I mean, probably it was my insecurity because I was really needy of love back then too. Like, mm. and Jan really worked on me with that. But like, I remember paddling up to you and I just thinking like, oh, fuck, he didn't want to, he didn't want to borrow me. So I felt unloved. I remember feeling unloved. And that's Sorry, not, bro. no, that's not your fault. <laughs> that's not your fault. You know, that's my shit. Yeah. But because you were probably just out there ha- meditating or fucking doing something, you know, doesn't matter what you were doing, but it, that's the way I felt. So it's not your shit. It's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's also understanding. I, like I have off days. We're not perfect. And yeah. I, and that was a few years ago. And that's yeah. when I, that's when I was actually, that would have been when I was building Exalto. I definitely went through some, some uh, challenging days. Yeah. Well, that. just before this podcast, I was screaming at Warzone, so angry, not wanting, cause I didn't want to fucking do this podcast. Cause I was just in a bad mood from losing so bad. <laughs> so we, we all have our fucking days. Eh? Yeah. And that's not, it's not about how much, how to love yourself more. It's how to accept yourself more with all your flaws, all that fucking rage and that anger and that who you really are. Cause I see someone walking down the street who's trying to be happy. I see him a fucking mile away and it stinks, it reeks. Mm. So you've got to be who you really are. And sometimes we are angry. Sometimes we are upset, sad, lonely, afraid. But then we're really happy and over the top. Like mm. everyone's different. Mm. Yeah, that, that is, that's true. Hey, how you see yeah. people like on Instagram, like, hey, I'm so happy I'm doing this, this and this. <laughs> yeah. Look I'm at like, our life. We travel everywhere. I've yeah. traveled the world for 10 years. Yeah. I was fucking miserable. <laughs> I hated it. And everyone's like, you got the best life. And I wasn't convinced. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's bullshit, man. It's not a place. It's a feeling. Mm. If you feel love inside yourself, that's where, that's where it feels real. You know, it's not, it's not about where you are, how good you look on Instagram or how happy you look. Mm. That's the biggest thing I see on Instagram, man, is everyone's painting a picture and fuck, um, I just, you know, we so, so many people with talking heads that are like blah, 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 blah. But like, really it's just a feeling or how you feel in your life or yeah, yeah like we used to be animals. Do you know? Do you know much? I want to. We'll do it in another potty. But do you know yeah. much about the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell stuff? Have you looked into that a, l- a, a little lot? bit? Yeah, because that's like clicking into my head lately for the last few days for some reason, and I feel like I got to look into it because I, I always hear it talked yeah. about. It's a call to action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, what, you're being called to it. This is is the first part of it. Like the warrior, is that the first part of the journey, or not sure? Oh, and that goes in the warrior, and then it goes into more like again back to that I we all because I felt like. Where I'm at with my journey, I was definitely that. I, I'm. I feel like I'm getting out of that warrior phase, and I'm. Yeah. So you're going back to your comfort phase. So you, there's you always go in circles. Yeah. And you go to a level, and then every level has a new devil. So you get to the level, and you you conquer the devil, which would have been you like stepping into this you know, health and check and whatever, and like, yep, this is all feels uncomfortable, but I'm owning it, and now it's starting to like you're in that comfort zone where you, you, if you live like your life like this, there it won't be that much excitement because you, the next level is saying like, you're ready, Cal, you're ready. And yeah. so you get to that point that the excitement wears off and you like, all right. And then the next, the next devil or the next challenge presents itself. And it's like, Oh, well, am I ready to step out in this field yet? Or, oh, ah, let's just chill. And then yeah. it'll chip away at you. And then you'll go, shit, now I've got to take action. Cause, cause now I feel I need to step into something, a new challenge. Yeah, a new service. Hey, it's just like, oh, what's the next? It all, it all ends up being a service, doesn't it? Like your new challenge yeah. really is another service to the world, but, but bigger. Yeah, and the, I mean. the, the challenge is not getting to the point of distress to make the decision. So don't yeah. get to the point where you, you're where you actually wake like, up in a coma. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, but even, even like mentally, you're not yeah. like, fuck, I'm sick of this, gonna do something different. Yeah. It's like yeah. you, you had that feeling so many times in a, just a smaller version, less intensity, chipping away. Like, 
just go to the next level. Go to the next level. Just do it. I know you're curious. Just do it. Just, mm. just go and learn that thing. Try that yeah. thing. Do this. And then you're like, uh, nah, I couldn't be bothered. And then you get to a point where you're like, fuck, I just need to change. I need to do something. And it's like, if we can build our, the mu- it's like a muscle. If we can build that, that ability to step outside our comfort zone, as soon as we feel it and step into it, we're just going to propel so much faster through levels because we're not waiting for that, that tipping point. And that tipping point sucks. It's like it's like there's a lot of emotion in that tipping point. Yeah, it's very scary. Joe Russian talks about the analogy of a rubber band around your life. You feel like a rubber band's constricting everything, and everything's getting a bit harder and more stressful. And you feel like it's just getting tighter and tighter and mm-hmm. harder. The more you're not listening, basically. Yeah. And uh, and whenever you're on your path, it's all just flow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah fuck yeah. So that's probably a good spot to pull it up. Yep. A bit mm. over an hour, but we definitely. Shit. Yeah, mm, goes quick, goes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does goes go quick. <laughs> We'd like to keep them around, around now. Yeah, I was about to tell another story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just cracking the can. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we definitely, yeah, we'll do it again at some point and get more into, the, uh, yeah, just just into the fine details of your early years and, and things like that. But um, yeah, that was cool, bro. That was fucking. Yeah. that was real cool to hear. Yeah, I didn't even know the coma story and, and things like that. So well, you haven't heard that. No, I, I mean, I think we brushed over, <clears> but not like that. So mm. if anyone. Yeah, I mean, there's a the podcast. So I did like ten episodes during COVID. There's a podcast that I actually do with Nicola. Mm-hmm. So she cool. asked me. She's like, no one's interviewed you in depth. Yeah, about yeah. your journey. Like she's like, you always tell your like accelerated version, but she's like, I want to do a whole podcast on your Sick. actual journey. And then I ended up like like I was sitting across from Nick in our bedroom, and we recorded a podcast and. Fuck, she's she used to be a journalist, so she's got some oh yeah, sneaky she'd tricks. Be amazing. Fuck, she asked me some questions, really? just broke me, bro. <laughs> I was yeah. Full crying, yeah, on yeah. like like cracked me open hardcore, and I'm like, damn, this You're is with a, a powerful po- woman, my friend. But then that that like story of like, damn, you crying on a podcast, motherfucker, you being a bitch, yeah, <laughs> came up, and I'm like, you know what? People need to hear this stuff. Like, I need to. This is me stepping into vulnerability. Like, yeah, I I had a challenging upbringing, and I had a challenging. Not not necessarily challenging, but I, I experienced a lot of emotion, and yeah, and I've learned now to start processing. And and on that podcast, I definitely did. So if anyone's interested, go and check out yeah Exalto podcast and come train with us. Come down to Exalto or Corrective Culture and just fucking join the tribe. Come and hang out. <laughs> yeah, if you got kids, send them send them Jordan's way for sure yeah, and get them to sort them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, young kids. Fox boys boys Clam just and uh, it's norms. Boys Club <laughs> just kicked off on Monday. It was vibe. 30 kids. Yeah, holy shit, dude. Boys. I saw them all rocking up. Oh, man. I had to get out of there. I was, was like, well, I'm taking like, it from It was very funny. <laughs> again, just teaching them to breathe. So like, sick. Like, the energy just goes, like, all the all these boys, oh, running them up, throwing balls. Get them in a line. Just takes three big breaths. Ground yourself. Boys, you got to respect your energy. You, your young yeah. boys, we understand you got energy, but you got to respect it. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll get you into trouble. So. Spot on. Amen. Spot on. Amen. All right, Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Aho. Aho, <laughs> great spirit. All right. Well, yep. We'll keep in touch with y'all. <laughs> See you well, later. Have a good you life. All. <laughs>